0: guys here with you at fc wonder kid episode 73 here with my guy Preston. how are you
1: uh i'm doing good i'm doing a lot better than new chelsea owner todd bowley that's for sure uh i know it's already been a week but i cannot believe how triggered the whole entire footballing world especially in england got and over in Todd bullies's comments and in Portugal um, but but uh I, first you know before we talk a little bit about that and segue into what was an amazing week of football mm-hmm. a lot of upsets a lot of amazing stuff that we got to cover. I gotta ask you, how you doing Alex? You're
0: Ah, you're good? I'm doing good, and yes, the Champions League didn't disappoint, but the Prem, you mentioned it, Todd Boyley, what was that? But before we get to it, people, community, please like this video on YouTube and tell us in the comment section topics that you want to see. For episode 74, the next one. And yes, Todd Boily managed to trigger a lot of people because he just bought (laughs) Chelsea. And he's going to teach Europeans how to do football. Come on, first change the name to football from soccer community. Like, I was shocked with what Todd Boily said, like, personally. Because, like, American, even in the MLS... There's no promotion or relegation in the league. How is nope. an American gonna teach football to Europeans in the Prem, especially? Like, yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked. i
1: yeah. Shock. I, I, think if you take it as a, an American trying to teach a European league football, uh, that's probably the wrong way to take it. Maybe that's getting ultra defensive in some respects. It's, it's. Todd Bowley knows how to make money. He's a capitalist. He's also apparently a troll in some respects. Uh, and I, I think I think he knew exactly what he was doing. And basically, if you have an asset and you're not shy about talking about how you want to maximize the value of that asset, then <laughs> talking about an all-star game, talking about the, the academy, talking about players you want to bring in, um, talking academy. about football, uh, we, we call it fake it before you make it. Mm. He doesn't know football, right? But he does know baseball. He does know the all-star games. He does know how much money that brings in. He does know gate receipts, okay? This is not a guy that is coming out there and saying, I'm going to take this football from you, and I'm going to Americanize the crap out of it. That's what he's trying to do. But he's not trying to do that. He's not. He's trying to maximize the amount of money he makes on it, and also, in turn, the amount of money that the Premier League makes, and in turn, the amount of money that the football league the entire all three four tiers three tiers (laughs) one four tiers um of the league and it's it's like if you have a problem with that then i don't know you have a problem with all american ownership or you have a problem with all foreign ownership trying Mm -hmm. to maximize the value of what they do which is fine but guess what then stop allowing foreign ownership groups to Mm -hmm. come in and buy your biggest clubs it's that simple right now there's mm -hmm. so many americans that are currently uh, buying their way into clubs. I think uh, what's the most recent. But Kroenke
0: didn't even say this. Like, Kroenke was an owner yeah. that was abused by fan, Arsenal fans and not a, di- he's a
1: He's a dinosaur. Kroenke's but, but, a dinosaur with a lot of money. He doesn't even spend money on his Colorado Rapids team. But okay, obviously, uh,
0: like, would Todd Boyley succeed with Chelsea so with these this kind of decision makings he's doing?
1: Like, what he's no. saying,
0: like, a lot of people are judging him to not yeah. know football Todd Boyley that's the marketing he's receiving like in the rest of Europe people are shocked and there's even a news about 443 suggestion tactics to Thomas Duccio like people are really judging how Todd Boyley views football and I don't know if Potter doesn't succeed with Chelsea straight away with Todd Boyley I could see Chelsea fans already pointing fingers at Todd Boyley but yes, it is. It is something. It's a consequence of the capitalism in the, the Premier League. And to be fair, the Premier League is the number one league in the world because they have the foreign investment. So it's a two-edged sword. But I hate, I hate to see Todd Boily saying these comments. I, I don't like oh. it personally.
1: I don't like Come it. Come on. It's well, like- then you're going to... You're gonna have to get used to it because Because there's no World Cup, like
0: like basketball. They got like four or five months. I don't know how many months, but they have a lot of time off. Football players, they got World Cup, Mm -hmm. they got national team, they got Champions League. And to be Mm -hmm. fair, like look at the protests that football fans had for the Super League. They will surely, if they have Mm -hmm. to act, they will do that for any sort of all star. But I think like if it's something like hit the post like f- one hour like being content on t- televised i understand yeah. that but a, 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 a legit 19-minute match with a risk of injury i can't see premier league players accepting that personally like this is that when i th- if it's an all-star skills i could see that happening yeah. but not a 19-minute match
1: it is, it is so immensely overblown um, the 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 reaction to this when the amount of fixtures that are already played in sake for the sake of money and for mm-hmm. the sake of gate receipts uh, is bordering on ridiculous and and we're we're talking about I don't know you replace the charity shield or something or okay. you replace uh, and you it doesn't need to be full throttle mm. but you're talking about the way I would look at it is not north versus south okay. I would look at it as Premier League All Stars. Picked by maybe last year's winner, like Pep Guardiola, right? Okay. Manchester City boss, getting to pick a squad. Uh and maybe the fans pick some squad, maybe the media members pick some of the squad. And they go up against maybe La Liga's all-stars. Or they mm. go up and we're talking about one game that he talked about in in uh building the solidarity payments, building the footballing pyramid, uh the payments that essentially go down the scale scale. Will it also mean that the Premier League makes more money? Yeah, absolutely. But mm-hmm. all he's talking about is maximizing the asset beyond simply, uh, you know, what has been done for years. Because you got to remember, mm. we didn't know what the Premier League was 30 years ago, Fox. right? There was no Premier League, right? <laughs> it was a bunch of TV barons. It was a bunch of guys like Rupert Murdoch and Sky and all these people getting together and mm-hmm. literally trying to figure out how they divvy up all the money and all the whatever uh, that they had. And they had to shake, shake the premier league to its cores or the first division or whatever it was called previous to that. So Mm -hmm. there there's, this is literally, I think so maybe it's a microcosm Mm. of something bigger that he is thinking about, but honestly to get salty, like we've seen some TV pundits get uh, to get salty over one game, one thought, (laughs) Uh, makes little to no sense to me when I highly doubt one, it's going to happen. Mm. Uh, but two, when all he's literally trying to do is again protect and maximize his asset because he is a capitalist and he's very good at being a capitalist. And I can say it right now: if you don't want more capitalists, then mm. stop getting American money, stop getting Saudi money, stop getting um, you know state money from anywhere, everywhere. Um, and right now, Americans' mm-hmm. ownership. Ownership groups that are American in nature are getting they're just exploding, right? D- right? Uh, like uh
0: Brasileiro. Um, Brazil, Brazil exactly like a lot of foreign investment. And Todd Boyley did reveal in that interview that he was gonna buy more teams to be within yes. the Chelsea group. So yes. let's wait and see who is Todd Boyley gonna get to go with Chelsea. So there's a there's a bright future because they're competing against City Group and all these other big Red funds Bull. that are... Red Bull. Ooh! <laughs> Leipzig, yeah. Salzburg, Bragantino, New York, Red Bull. They go bold with that franchise. Even like Formula 1. <laughs> different sports. Bah, but tell us down below, people, your thoughts about what Toy Boyly said about the All-Star game. Do you think it will happen? or And do you think it should happen? Tell us in the comment section down below,
1: but staying, <laughs> staying in.
0: Oh yes, yes.
1: No, no. Staying Premier League. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's let's go because uh, I don't know where do you want to start. Erling Holland, because I think that's the easiest place to start.
0: <laughs> Erling Holland. Yes, I gotta start with Holland. So because Harlan, Holland keeps on going bold at a consistent pace, and yes, he's got 14 goals already in 10. Games for Man City. The impact is immense. Every doubter of Erling Haaland, shh, they can't say anything right now. Ballon d'Or levels this season. So let's I mean, wait and see where he's going to stop. <laughs> it,
1: it, it's, it's actually alien. It's completely alien what he's doing. Okay. I don't care how much Zlatan Ibrahimovic loves to talk about himself, like back <laughs> in the day. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has never done any of the stuff that Erling Haaland is currently doing, okay? 14 goals in 10. He's got 100 goals in his last 99 games since oh, yeah. he left Red Bull A 100 goals in his last 99 games. I believe it's like 24 goals in 21 Champions League games. The, 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 guy, the guy is seemingly superhuman, and right now he's doing it while minimizing his injury uh See? you know, injury possibility, because he's doing it on an average of what, like 15 touches per goal? (laughs) If that, it's insane. And to be honest, I brought up Zlatan not to pick on him because Mm -hmm. he's obviously done amazing things. But the only other person that has done Mm -hmm. that type of a goal, right? uh, Without having to go back to Kroif a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. Was Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I watched it. I watched that game. It was Ibrahimovic versus the Galaxy, or for the Galaxy, If you have not seen this goal, Mm. look up Zlatan Galaxy Roundhouse Kick goal. It was uh, a very similar Uh, type of goal, except it wasn't exactly. And it it is absolutely unreal. But what Holland has done, um, he is like a Norse demigod, right? (laughs) I honestly, I don't know how you're supposed to stop this type of a squad if if he can play like crap for the most part for Mm -hmm. seventy minutes. But it doesn't matter because if he gets the game-winning goal, who cares? Who cares what he did the last 70 minutes of the game? It is unreal what is currently going there. And I wonder if the good times are going to continue to last because (laughs) if it does – He's on pace to score 57 goals in the Premier League.
0: (laughs) I could see that. I could see that. And what's beautiful about this is Man City still will get better playing-wise, okay? And there's another mad stat I got to say. That is Kevin De Bruyne is already involved in 150 Premier League goal involvements at Man City. This is legend vibes and one of the best midfielders in Premier League history 100% okay no doubt and for Guardiola he's gotta put De Bruyne it is one of his best teams ever with Xavi Iniesta's beautiful beautiful list of midfielders yeah. but what I gotta well. say is watching City even it's like look at their look at the subs they have Morris coming mm. off the bench they got Alvarez coming off the bench they got Jack Grealish if needed coming off the bench and I yeah. gotta say Jack Grealish no hate after that interview that he does want to score more goals. He does want to have more insists. But it's very hard to have an impact in a team with the Bruyne, Foden, and Holland. You just have to level with this kind of talent. So big up on Grealish. But that $100 million will always be judged. So he's got to go bold. He's
1: got to go bold. I mean, absolutely. Right, but, you know, got to go bold, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to have to dissect that. Just a little bit more <laughs> because, yeah, you're right. A 100 million is going to follow him around. Mm-hmm. It is. And just like it follows Jean Felix around, just like it follows, uh, come on, help me out here. But he doesn't have a huge contract,
0: though, fairly. Darwin.
1: That, that, like, that's, like that's true but still but but most people that are casual fans of the game mm-hmm. only look at the 100 million they don't go and delve into actually what his salary is should they absolutely but let's talk about that because 100 yes. million will absolutely fall fall around and i'm going to tell you right now mm-hmm. nothing less than like a ball on door type season is ever going to in some people's mind is ever going to justify the amount that amount of money spent, no right? i don't
0: agree I don't agree. Well then
1: how much? What would you say like?
0: Because what? Well, 20 so- goals, 20 assists, I, what would what I, would a
1: stat line mm-hmm. talk like how would a stat line justify as 100 million? So, or mm-hmm. or is it as simple as Pep Guardiola saying, "Oh, I didn't just get Jack Grealish for goals and assists," <laughs> which is something he has said. Yes. Um what, uh, so what is it? What justifies a 100 million price tag because once you enter into that territory mm-hmm. It's like seemingly godlike territory. Uh, <laughs> and, and Right. Like, what are the expectations from a goals assist? And I feel like for that amount of money, that there is no right answer to they were this. They expecting
0: the Bruyne level of from course. Jack Grealish. I'd say that. Yes, I, I agree. I think they were expecting more goals and assist involvement. That's okay. for sure. And Grealish did say in his defense that his best season in the Premier he had like 15 Premier League goals, which is fair. But if Man City's buying you with the style of play they have, which is perfect for an attacking player, you got to get at least a 20 in your best season. So with the 100 million, I judge... Jack Grealish, if he doesn't have a better season than what he had at Aston Villa. Because if you're getting paid for that with a better team, you're expected to play better too. So that's <laughs> what I'd say. Because yeah, yeah, he's not playing better than what he did no. at Villa. He's
1: not. No, he's not. No, he's not. And and, and he, to be honest, he doesn't look like he's having the same type of fun. He Agreed. doesn't have that same chip on his shoulder uh, that he had there. And the pressure definitely has gotten to him in this scenario. But my guess is... My guess is that he'll come good at some point, but I don't think yeah. he's, for a lot of people out there, he's not going to ever live up to the 100 million True. price tag. Right. True. And I, I honestly, I think what I'm trying to say is that once you hit that amount, I mean, just mm-hmm. look at the amount of people that had that amount of money spent on them. It's hard. And you can look at maybe 85% of, say, the top tier of that. And you can say that pretty much all of them are disappointments, it's true. you know, it's flops true. in some respects. So Not I feel valid. for Grealish. I don't feel for... Yeah, exactly. Oh, I... He was. He was. He was for a pretty long time. But yes, this season is wiping that whole memory clean. It's like men in black. People just People just got that whatever, that mind clear uh, in front of them. And it's the Shavi effect. Yeah, I think Shavi is a man in black. Um, but listen... Jack Grealish, okay, Mm -hmm. he went through a lot. Let's just say it. Over the weekend, he went through a lot. He got flipping karate kicked in the chest, uh, almost something else uh, from Nathan Collins. He scored his first goal. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of media, good and bad, around Jack Grealish. And Mm -hmm. if this is the first step to him really starting to win the Manchester City base over, Mm -hmm. then uh, more power to him. But my worry really is not for Jack Grealish. My worry right now Mm. Is for
0: Calvin Phillips. Another injury. But he and he another injury. And he got called up by England, like Southgate called him up. Like no (laughs) minutes, still gets called up. I think look, there's a lot of. I just want to give a shout out to this because has to be mentioned. Grealish was selected by Southgate. Jared Bowen was selected by Southgate. And no Sancho, no Sancho. This is for me embarrassing, and Sancho definitely. Is playing better than these two players and will be selected in the future with Southgate or without Scout Southgate in the future of England. Okay, so yeah. I was quite surprised of Sancho not being called up for England.
1: Gotta say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. But if you're gonna throw out Jaden Sancho, you have to throw out Jack Harrison too. Mm. He deserves. At least a shout. I mean, currently, goals and assists this year, goal involvements. Goal involvements, he's been up there and he's playing for Leeds United. He's not playing for Man City or Man United or these teams that have the expectations and the supporting cast around them. And that's not shade against Jesse Marsh. That's not shade. They're they're rebuilding. They're building a team for the future. But he also did it. He also did it last season. Mm -hmm. He did it last season. And I'm not saying Jack Harrison deserves to be on the roster to the world's cup, but I am saying if you're going to reward a Jared Bowen for a pretty crappy season, he's having so far and you're doing it on the laurels of his last season on the coattails of his last season, then give Jack Harrison a shout or you're right. Jaden Sancho probably offers a little more dynamism off of, uh, off of the bench than, than either of them. But Uh, We're dealing with that because we're dealing with a World Cup that is Mm -hmm. not the normal World Cup. This is a World Cup where most teams are going to have literally like five to seven days together before they play their first game. You remember what previous World Cups are like. It's Mm -hmm. you get like a month in advance. You get two or three friendlies. You get to uh have a a camp before you actually announce your roster essentially. And
0: you know, that's why they're not gonna get any of that. It's so unpredictable that that, for that reason why. And definitely in January, for that reason, we're seeing gonna see a ton of injuries from players because they are just they're gonna travel to Qatar and play in tough weather conditions, okay? And they're expected to play at a high Level to win. So yeah, that's why anything can happen in Qatar and hopefully we're gonna win it and just going back to Calvin Phyllis with City. It's true, and it's just unbelievable man that City can get a player that Calvin Phillips was said by many one of the best players out of the top six and he's on the bench <laughs> He's on the bench. So City just showed that they're absolutely stacked. And a big shout-out to Julian Alvarez. They're just having that super sub role that will grow with time. And I love to see the Pep Guardiola comments saying that he trusts the South American scout that, that was telling him to see Julian Alvarez one year and a half. Bull take by yep. that man. And the right one. And he could have said Inzo Fernandez too. But... Yep. I, I happy he didn't because he went to Benfica but yes stay with the Prem <laughs> we
1: got a well, team yeah. uh, sorry <laughs> no, that, that, staying with the Prem yes. Manchester City looks amazing but mm-hmm. they're also not top of the league right now yes. is that where you're going It's <laughs> okay.
0: gonna go to Arsenal baby because yes it's true shocking Shocking times for Arsenal fans that didn't believe in what I said about Fabio Vieira, okay? I said he was going to have Ozil levels with time, expectations, and he's got that magician in his feet. Assists and goals out of nowhere. I can't see Fabio Mm. Vieira growing into that role without it. What a signing. And seeing that third goal against Brentford just made sense. Just made sense. Makes yeah. Sense.
1: Uh, let's see. We've, we've seen some other teams struggle against mm-hmm. Brentford. Um, uh, we don't need to name who, uh, we talked about them pretty exclusively for a United. long period of time.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. There you
1: go. Uh, but, but our arsenal made pretty easy pickings, uh, mm. of Brentford. And, um, it, it is one of those moments. Like I, I know I keep saying it week in and week out, mm. uh, these are the teams they have to beat. These are the teams they have to dominate, but, even when Odegaard is out, even when Zinchenko is out injured. These are the teams, and and they're. I don't think it was just Fabio Vieira's beautiful Golazo. <laughs> what a way to introduce yourself uh, to the Premier League, essentially. Um, but it was also Lokonga. I thought had a decent game. It was mm-hmm. Tomayasu always injecting like a certain just quality. Uh, of, uh, mentality into the game. It was Saliba. It was Gabriel. I mean, there's just a lot of guys that have been leveling up as of late. And if you win all the games you should win outside of the top five, those real big clashes, you're going to, you're probably still going to get Europe. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Right. You'll be top four. And then it's just a matter of if you can win those big, big, big games, um, they, they really do have a chance. I mean, they do have a chance of top three, top two.
0: And, and definitely a huge difference from Arsenal last season to this one is you can say that Arsenal definitely has one of the best defenses in Europe's top five leagues right now. In my yep. opinion, Ramsdale solid. Yeah, yeah, they had no Zinchenko, but Ben Wyatt at the right is surprising me and seeing Tomayasu coming off the bench just shows yep. their resources. And I got to say, Saliba is 100% a soft five center back this season in the Premier League. The impact is immense and no one, no one can go through him easily. No one. I can say right now, I at least, Virgil van Dijk is looking shaky the start of season, yeah. and Saliba ain't, in my opinion. Saliba's showing that he's ready, and I again, I really believe by the yeah. end of this season, we might see three, three to four, no, but three definitely Arsenal players in the team of the year of the Premier League. Playing like this, Saliba has to be there. So keep going bold in that team. <laughs> and Partey yeah. too, yeah. man. But when Partey plays... It just makes sense. The whole midfield makes sense. No one criticizes the midfield when he plays because he brings that structure. And Fabio Vieira knows how to play in the midfield with a Thomas Partey right there. You're going to see elite options. And, like, they're just missing another winger and a replacement for Partey. If they had Mudrik and, let's say, a Douglas Luiz in January, Arsenal are for real going to get top Three, in my opinion even with a Tottenham going bold and a United showing signs of going bold too Arsenal if they get those two players they're locked in in my opinion
1: you mean that you mean to tell me that loss to Sporting was going bold? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no. That wins to Leicester. That wins to Leicester. 6-2. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's, that is very true, and we'll talk about that in a second because, yes. man, was it nice to see Son get his, yes. uh, his just views and, and put down the critics. But I do have to say, I mean, mm-hmm. one more thing with Arsenal. Um, I, am hundred percent with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the depth on the winger, uh, obviously Marquinhos has looked pretty decent like in his limited time, but, but I don't think he's going to be called upon throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this is the type of arsenal you would have never seen last season in the sense of beginning Sixth. of the week. Um, mm-hmm. beginning of the week, right. You, you call not beginning of the week, middle of the week, you call in a 15 year old. Okay. You call in a 15 year old to join first team training, a lot of it's because you have some uncertainty around – he's attacking mid. Oh, you have some uncertainty around Odegaard. You have some uncertainty around your depth there. And this kid has scored for the U18s. He's scored for the U21s or assisted for the U21s. And you bring up Ethan Waneri. Yes! And everything in the fixture goes to plan versus Brentford so that in the end you can make a little history. And what is that history? You give this 15-year-old kid that could have waited another 180 days and he still would have been the youngest Premier League player ever, but you give him the experience after you already put the game to bed of becoming the newest, uh, youngest Premier League player uh, ever, which is just simply mind-boggling because last year that type of history, that type of moment would have never been able to be given in a competitive fixture because Arsenal was literally fighting for their, like, their life right their identity they were trying to figure themselves out now it's Mm -hmm. very clear that arteta has an identity that he has players that are buying into it Mm -hmm. that he does not have the craziness of obama yang last season of a lot of the guys they needed to flush out and they are on the way up to the point where this little thing this it's not (laughs) but this 15 year old getting this chance that would have never happened under previous years, uh, you know, True. with Arsenal. It would have never happened. So it's not that big in the long run. Mm-hmm. It's an experience that is given, but it's only given because the team is actually doing what they're capable of, Facts. right? Facts. And, Facts and Ethan
0: Waneri becoming the youngest player to ever play in the Premier League in 2007. Amazing. 2007, like a 15-year-old that definitely is going to be the most popular kid in school. A hundred percent. He's gonna say, "I just uh, played in the prem, man." <laughs> what are we talking about in this class? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like yeah, his wonder, head won't
0: be there. Yeah.
1: he can't. Be I there. wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he's he's got like a group chat going with uh, oh. Joe Bellingham or oh, or something my. because because the Bellingham boys are used to this stuff. <laughs> uh, but but come on, well, Larry, uh getting the chance in the Premier League after just being called into first team it's training. True. Um, Mm. it it is, it was amazing to see, even though, to be honest, that wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game was how easily Arsenal dispatched Brentford, uh, and and further solidifying how good they could really be this season. And just another little Mm. fun fact, you probably saw it on Twitter. Mm. Yes. Ethan Winery was born in 2007. Emirates Stadium. (laughs) Emirates Stadium was opened up in 2006. This kid, like... I mean, come on! He was born after the stadium was actually built. One of the newest stadiums around, right? Am I am I wrong about that? That's but fuck. like that is just a ridiculous uh, oh understanding of wh- where this kid's head might be uh, mm. at this moment in time to Let's have see. this type of environment to have your family. In the stands to see that we're spending too much time on something that was oh my. effectively Shocking. a cameo. Shocking FC Wonderkin! Like, we, we got to be shocked for Ethan. And I
0: just want to say, like, last thing on this end is, like, I want to shout out how Sokka looked too. Sokka looked mm-hmm. much better. Two assists. Sokka yeah. is looking like he's ready To go both starting for England, that many people will see with Southgate obviously loving to do that. And I want to give a Mm -hmm. shout out to Martinelli that he helped a lot Fabio Vieira in that game. And I can see that link up growing with time. Martinelli and Fabio Vieira without injuries, two world class players to go with the likes of Odegaard Salibas, Jesus. A ton, a ton of quality now at Arsenal. But people, tell us down below. Will Arsenal get definitely top three or top four? What needs to happen in January? Will they go to the market? Anything can happen now, as it seems, with Arteta Ball. But, stay good, London. (laughs) We did mention 6-2. Tottenham going bold. And yes, Son silencing the critics. No goals. Three goals, he got those. Hat-trick time. Son is going bold. And I got to say, before the World Cup, South in the same group as Portugal. This is not what I want to see. But big up. Big up to Son. That is a world-class player. 23 goals last season in the prime without penalties. The same as
1: Salah. Put some respect yeah. on his name. But I'm, I'm I'm there, I'm there, and I had no worries about it. I <laughs> knew it was going to happen at some point. But I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. that 13-minute hat trick from Sung, mm-hmm. that was what we call a FU hat trick, okay? <laughs> that was just like, get off my back, because those were not easy goals. True. None of those. None of those were easy goals. Those okay. were not tap This was not, you know, some ridiculous godlike uh, karate kick you know, finish from a Cancelo uh, uh, banana kick, whatever you want to call it, uh, Trevella. But ultimately, this was Son basically saying, get the heck off my back. Like, mm-hmm. I am here. We have a deeper team than we're used to. We got yeah. beat up by Marcus Edwards and sporting midweek, <laughs> and we needed to make a statement. And, man, did they make a statement. And it is good to see Son um, back to doing it. And if he has to do it off the bench, fine. I know a couple people that have uh, done very, very well off the bench and can score a whole lot of goals, namely Santi Jimenez for uh, for Feyenoord in uh, the Eerdivisie. But ultimately, <laughs> Son, um, this man needs to get to his 20, his lucky 20, which is what he does. Um, and that is, a, that is a good way to start to catch up. Because uh, mm-hmm. in just 13 minutes, he scored more goals than I think you already mentioned it, Salah and mm-hmm. Sancho and...
0: Some others, ooh, um, but well, J- a-
1: oh, Salah. <laughs>
0: That's another player that we gotta point fingers, right? Like well, Son. Yeah, maybe. Son did this, but he didn't get a contract extension like Salah did. That's a fact. No. <laughs> um. So yes, but Tottenham <laughs> with the doubters is like, will they get the top four? Will Tottenham yeah. get the top four with God? playing like this, and in the Champions League, I gotta point fingers with that. Marcus yeah. Edwards. Pedro Porro, Paulinho too, all went bold against Tottenham. And to see, okay, even Artur Gomes, what a Mm -hmm. goal that was. Unbelievable from the left. Putting Romero to sleep and Sporting, in fact, with Mefica, went bold in the Champions League. And Porto, come on! I'm not going to say take notes to the Champions League winning team in the last 20 years, but come
1: on, go bold, man.
0: Like Sporting,
1: Uh Well, they they did. The, the issue is, is there's a lot of teams that did that went bold midweek, and then they kind of forgot to play over the weekend. Um, <laughs> I, I'm looking, I'm looking at like West Ham. I'm looking at uh, well, Sporting Porto. <laughs> I know, I think they tied who Estoril.
0: Tiago Vaya. Big shout out Estoril, to Tiago right? Vaya, winger at For me, he's gonna yeah. be a player that like Jota at Celtic. Yeah, Gove could go now to an English team and would be a bargain. Winger
1: at okay. Studio. Trust me that but, trust me, people. <laughs> but I, I, I know you went live for that Champions League match. Mm-hmm. Um I, I know you saw what I saw and, and that run from <sighs> Marcus Edwards. That run from Marcus Edwards, uh, first off, if, if you haven't goal. seen it, oh. look it up. Because it is, it was, and I don't think it's hyperbole to say it was Maradona-esque. Can he do it again and again? I don't know. I, I but think the counts. fact that he attempted that <laughs> against Conte's Spurs, and it almost, it almost came off. Uh, that was definitely the highlight of pretty much that whole Champions League uh, fixture <laughs> round. But oh, I do yeah. have to say, how poetic would it have been to uh, Marcus Edwards, I don't know how many people know this, but Marcus mm. Edwards was in Plus Tottenham's it. Academy.
0: True. True.
1: Right. Uh, So for him to lead the way, and also I got a shout out in that game. Ugart Ugart Mm -hmm. was very very good in that game. But um, back to Spurs on the weekend, uh, there was so much reverse Mm. that was happening. It was like you know we got to look at the relegation battle right now. Okay, (laughs) this is not what we expected. Right? We expected what? We expected a lot of people expected Fulham to be down there. No, there's six they're sixth place. They're sixth place, right? (laughs) A lot of people were expecting Leeds to be down there. Or they were expecting Bournemouth, which it's early. Mm. We'll see. But now we're looking at West Ham, okay, who has scored three (laughs) goals all season. Ska Like where's Skamaka? Like he's not playing. Like what's up with
0: that? Like they still play Antonio. Like David Moyes is gonna be gone. He's going to be gone. Like, he's uh, the, easiest uh, player to, the easiest piece to replace when you bring
1: yeah. in Paqueta, Skamaka. They got to play in the right way, man. In the right I, way. I, 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 I hear you. I guess his only saving grace right now for David Moyes is the fact that they've won both of their games in the Europa Conference oh. League. Um, maybe. But, uh, come on. West Ham has scored three goals in the Premier League. They are pretty much bottom of the table uh, or close to bottom of the table. Next to Nottingham Forest, that's kind of a big duh for expected. me because you brought in 23 players. If they're going to make a run for it, it's going to be later on in the season once they all know each other's names. I, I bet they're still wearing name tags around, <laughs>
0: okay? Because be.
1: they don't know each other, right? I mean, you've got such Jay Links, no.
0: Jay Links, Snow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then you've got at the bottom of the basement, and this is where change has to happen. Mm. Leicester City. (laughs) Leicester City. 22 goals conceded. 22 goals in seven games. They're averaging three goals per game uh, that they are giving up. And are you ready for this? They still have in their 11. They have a lot of injuries, but Mm -hmm. they still have in their 11, their two most coveted assets throughout the majority of the last two seasons. Yori Tielemans, who has not looked good, Madison, and actually I'll add to that, Wilfred Ndidi, who looked so horrendous over the weekend that I almost thought it was somebody else playing with Ndidi's shirt on, okay? There is no way that Wilfred Ndidi has taken that big of a step back. So I'm not going to blame it on the players now, I'm blaming it on who?
0: Brendan Brendan (laughs) Rodgers. And I think it's time.
1: I don't care that you've had all the injuries in the world. I don't care that you got 80-plus million euros late in the transfer window for your best center back. I don't care. But when it comes down to it, uh, you are conceding over three goals a match, Mm -hmm. and you have done literally nothing different except crow about how this is all happening. Leicester City, the era of Leicester City, the Mm -hmm. sheen. Of what, uh, what was it, 2015, 2016? Yeah, right. That amazing uh, once in a moon, once <laughs> in a probably a generation type of win in the Premier League. True. I'm I'm calling it right now. The era is dead. It's well, over. And okay? the
0: era is dead when Jamie Vardy stopped scoring. The mad goals yeah. he was. That's what I gotta yeah. say. The moment <laughs> that Vardy dipped, Leicester dipped. Yeah. Because no chance Leicester could sign a world-class player in his prime, Vardy. Yeah. Like they had with him. Like, it was impossible to replace. And what I want to yeah. sh- do a shout-out to before we go from Tottenham is Harry Kane. Is Harry Kane. This is a player that when he leaves Tottenham, that it will be next summer, it's impossible to replace too. Harry Kane will be noticeable, and he will leave to get... The trophies, okay? Shout out to Bayern Munich. That's where he should go, in my opinion. uh, Yeah,
1: I'd be really surprised if Bayern Munich aren't already uh, drawing up the contract. They have to. They have
0: to. But with Leicester too, man. They did Brendan Rodgers dirty without transfers. He needed moves in. And they didn't go to the market. And another player, I mentioned Vardy, like dipping. And Schmeichel. Schmeichel's gone, a huge yeah. leader, okay, and no replacement, no replacement. No. So that just well, shows
1: the belief they had. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, technically there was a replacement, that but that replacement had two Premier League appearances to his name. So wow. you know, what, what are you going to do? No, I, I'm with you, and it, it, you almost, mm-hmm. you, you almost feel for Leicester City. At some point, obviously mm-hmm. they lost the 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 figurehead, right? The the main, the senior guy, the owner of this squad they've lost a lot of their best players over the years um and they haven't exactly done the best transfer business to replace them um (laughs) i i I honestly don't know i I can only imagine that the only way is up from here on out for Leicester. but Mm -hmm. at the same time there's that championship squad vibe coming in because they honestly are all of the players every one of their players that kept them uh, you know, from being irrelevant last season, mm-hmm. every one of those players have taken a big step down. Mm-hmm. They're not looking good. Like T.Elemann, I wouldn't, I, this has already happened in the last two months. months. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even look at him as a target right now Ooh. because he doesn't, he looks oh. He doesn't look good. I'd still uh, we know what, <laughs> I I understand, but you could probably get him cut rate. But ultimately I'm looking at it and I'm saying, this man does not want to play for Leicester City. Will and Didi, Mm-hmm. Is, was at one point one of the better defensive midfielders in the whole Premier League. Not anymore. True.
0: True. That is true. So. It's noticeable the difference from Ndidi's point of view. And I agree. Yeah. They definitely... The easiest piece to replace with Moyes at West Ham, with Lester at Brendan Rodgers, it's the manager. And I fully expect maybe they're getting a manager like a Red, Bull, like a Tom Dominic Tedesco type manager, because they okay. have a past and daca there and they have a need for a rebuild. That I could see Lester getting an interesting type manager, but mm, can what would we'll you see. think could go to Lester as a manager?
1: Like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, are we already starting to bring a uh, Allardyce back in? Are we starting to bring <laughs> the guys that have to keep them up? Or... No, I, I don't know. I, we could probably build a pretty good short list of people. Um, you know, you could go the route that Brighton's going, which is looking in Scandinavian countries, uh, looking at Bodo Glimt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Tedesco's great. I just think with all the injuries at Leicester, uh, running a gigan-pressing uh, machine mm-hmm. uh, at, at Leicester would probably only further run their roster into the ground. It'd um, go crazy. But, <laughs> it'd go listen, crazy. I, I, this, this is this is literally what, while Manchester City and Arsenal and a lot of these teams playing great ball, True. Uh, this is kind of what gets me excited is that these names, West Ham, mm-hmm. Leicester City, we were not expecting them in the relegation zone exactly. at all. I don't care if it's only seven days in or seven games in or eight games in, we were not expecting either of these two. Um, and it it looks like one of those things that could snowball and get a whole lot worse before it gets better Mm -hmm. or get to the point where it just dismantles. (laughs) Um, And We'll see, man. We'll see. see. But,
0: yes, people, tell us down below who's going to be the manager going first in the Premier League. Will Brendan Rodgers still stay another week? Or will he have to go bold? But that's going to happen. But tell us down below. And if you're listening to us until now, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you're listening to us there. And like the video if you're listening to us on YouTube. But staying in the topic of managers being pointed fingers, I got to go to the Bundesliga. Because something is happening with... Bayern Munich and I did expect an open title race this season for Bayern Munich and this is the season because in four Matches Bayern have three draws and one loss and Nagelsmann has is got to be the person to blame Sadio Mane is not looking good He's not thinking like he looked at the start of the season and people are going to point fingers now at Julian Nagelsmann that is expected to change things up and Especially with last season loss against Villarreal, people don't want to uh, see Nagelsmann being the reason of them not winning the Bundesliga.
1: He's gonna go off, sacked. Uh, sacked. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly I think the only thing that's saving Nagelsmann uh, long term is obviously the fact that they beat Bayern midweek or beat <laughs> Barcelona midweek uh, and then came back and had a stinker. Not but, gonna happen yes, in camp yes. now. Not gonna happen exactly. in camp now. Not they're good. they're gonna have to face them and and it's not camp now anymore. You gotta say it, man. Come on, that's these is, this is big bucks that Spotify spent. <laughs> it's Spotify camp. No, just kidding. Um, I but I I am with you, man. Bayern, dude, it, well, it they they just for some reason in the league they look uninterested. Well, right, they look true. uninterested, and At- I don't necessarily blame them. They kind of look like PSG a couple seasons ago. No. Um, mm. and but but. They certainly have the pieces. They probably still will wind up winning this thing. I, I have know. no issues. I don't know,
0: Breton. I am starting to think that Bayern Munich might not win this season the Prem. Oh. Uh, the Prem, the Bundesliga, sorry. Because there Come is a on. stat. There is a stat yeah. that is getting me wondering. that and, and it tells me the reason why Bayern Munich is four games without winning in the Bundesliga. Because it's the first match in 87 consecutive games that Bayern Munich didn't score a goal in the Bundesliga. And this comes at a time that Lewandowski went to Barca. And they're trusting the youth with Matisse Tell. That is a bold move and could be the right move. But you need someone to score the goals now. Where's Cristian Ronaldo? Why didn't Ronaldo go to Bayern? That would have been amazing. And they would definitely have... This record still going of 87 games
1: with it be 88 games scoring. Not 87 uh, without. <laughs> I'm with, uh, I, I hear you there, but I thought you were going to say, where's Eric Chupamoting? Uh. <laughs> Why did not he? No, I'm just kidding. I honestly, they have enough firepower. They should be scoring. I don't get, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. But like, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, which one makes you more money? Beating Barcelona in the group stages? or (laughs) losing, uh, losing, uh, 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 you know, uh, to Augsburg. I mean, mm -hmm. like, you didn't even bring that up. It's not as if they lost to Dortmund. It's not as if they lost to Union Berlin, who shout out to Union Berlin, by the way, right? Like, absolute shout out to Union Berlin. Shout out to the Swiss manager, Yurs Fischer, who has created something since he took them over in the second Bundesliga. He got them promoted in their first year. They got seventh seventh two seasons they did lose to Braga yes they lost uh seventh two seasons ago fifth in the Bundesliga last year and right now they're top of the table with Jordan Pifak American striker who probably won't go to the World's Cup which really doesn't mm-hmm. make Makes me happy sense. and shout out to Sheraldo Becker as well and Timo Baumgardel who's come back from I believe cancer if I'm not mistaken mm. played his first game over Good the weekend but them. shout out to them before we get back to this Bayern Munich did not lose mm. to Dortmund. Did not lose to Union Berlin. But Osburgen okay?
0: bad. Osburgen they, bad.
1: They're
0: not good. They were relegation <laughs> fodder last season. They're terrible. They did play being competition a couple of years back, though.
1: No. Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of. The, <laughs> we, we could, I, I don't know actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I understand
0: what you mean. But like, I still can, Well, do you? Th- so you still think Bayern Munich's going to win the Bundesliga? No. Yes. Mm. Yes, I do. Leipzig is disappointing I, I, well, me though man. You know, that, that, losing 3-0 to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Man, I thought after beating Dortmund they would go on a row with Marco Rose. They go on a row with Marco Rose uh, man.
1: And like I oh, I was surprised. No. no. But uh, they they have they have more issues than I I, I really ever knew. I oh. honestly it's all I can say is it wasn't just Jesse Marsh back in the day. <laughs> um but But Union Berlin, man, is the story of the Bundesliga right now. Mm -hmm. And it is, I honestly, come on, they've already drawn. This is not like them picking up points against the worst teams in the leagues. True. They've. This is a draw versus Bayern. They're also contending on two fronts. Not, not well. They've lost both of their games uh, in Europe. Brag. But they, they've drawn versus Bayern. They won over RB Leipzig. they d- destroyed Schalke. They had a comfortable 2-0 zil- uh, shutout of Wolfsburg. And they've given up, I believe, four goals. Four Ooh. goals in the first seven games. Pretty so they deserve more respect. And uh, based on their trajectory... Seventh, two seasons ago, fifth last season. Would I love to see a Cinderella story? Mm. Absolutely. I would love to see a Union Berlin make an absolute run at Bayern, at the top, at the Bundesliga, to end their (laughs) stranglehold on it. Um, But I guarantee you, here's the funny part. Mm. If Bayern doesn't win the Bundesliga, Mm I guarantee you. Mm. I I can't guarantee. I can't guarantee you. I'm not that bold. But if, if they win... If they don't win the Bundesliga, I'm like pretty certain that they're going to win the Champions League.
0: I don't think that. I don't think Bayern are going to win the Champions League this season. I really don't. I I put Barca ahead of Bayern, in my opinion, even with that loss to the Allianz Arena. Because that first half showed that Lewandowski had the the game in his hand. He could have had a hat-trick. Legitimately, Lewandowski could have just finished the match... Right from the start. And I want to say, from Bundesliga, I agree with a lot you said. And with Bayern yeah. Munich, I'm still going to say we have to wait to see if Nagelsmann is the manager long-term for Brazu. Okay? I think there's going to be talks about that. And I think a lot of people will be judging. Because he's got a mad team. They brought in the leaked. They have Lucas Hernandez, Zuppe at the back. They still have Kimish you got to be competing in the Champions League. And I think when he lost to Villarreal, I already had a, had my doubts. So that might not yeah. be the best chemistry. But i it's not that I don't rate Nagelsmann, though. Like, such right. a young manager, I do believe we're going to see Nagelsmann all his career. And Premier League's next. Premier League yeah. is next for a manager like him. But with the, with, uh, the Bundesliga, I want to shout out. The team that I think can win it, if Bayern ain't doing it, and it's Dortmund. Dortmund, who asked for a winning goal straight off the bench? We did, and Mukoku does just that in a consistently basis, man. How doesn't Mukoku start some games, okay? With the arrival of Modest, I don't see Mukoku starting. And that shouldn't happen. This man is saving Dortmund when he's got a chance, and now... With a Marco Royce injury, I'm surely yeah. gonna expect to see Mukoko more and more. He will save Dortmund if he's got to. Captain Mukoko yeah. to his service man.
1: I love yeah, that kid, man.
0: I love him. And, and Giorena, Giorena actually
1: got—he <laughs> uh, he replaced Marco Royce. And uh, I'm gonna tell you this: uh, Yushufa Mukoko has mm-hmm. taken probably more more abuse for a non-professional player the majority of his career uh than i think most professional players do in their whole career right this is the kid that everybody was saying oh there's no way he's this age there's no way this there's no way that ridiculous this kid all he wants to do is score goals for the club that gave him a chance okay and that is dortmund he became the youngest goal scorer in the revier derby which is the schalke dortmund derby he's still 17 years old And all he could say afterwards was it was a dream come true. Just an absolute dream to score in such a massive derby and, and to do so for what is still one of the most rabid fan bases on the planet. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. And what was even funnier is he said he scored it. uh, Well, not said, we all saw the highlight. Mm -hmm. He scored his goal via what is a novelty when it comes to him. He is not a large kid. Okay. For him to score, on head on a header <laughs> is like kuna scoring on a header or something. Type okay. Beat, type so beat, yeah. yeah. So it, it, you're you're hundred percent correct. I want to see all the best things for Yusufa Mukoko. Mok- um, and we also are wishing the best to Marco Royce. It seems Moment. I got my fingers crossed here. Whoa. It seems that it might only be might only be ligament damage and mm-hmm. not like a broken ankle. So really, really hoping that this does not keep out Marco Reus uh, for contention in the Another German Another World League. Cup, man.
0: Another World Cup without Reus, man. So I remember yeah. the first one I missed out. And I, I, he's one of my favorite players. Reus yeah. legitimately, if he had gone to a Real Madrid or a Barca in his prime, people would 100% be talking about Reus the same way people yeah. talk about Müller at Bayern Munich. Reus, those injuries, man, really took away a legendary sure. career that we we saw like and but he still managed to have a very respectful career
1: better than a lot
0: of players but still like the levels oh but yes tell us down below who will win the Bundesliga who will Bayern Munich do it will Leipzig go bold and prove me wrong now and will Dortmund finally start trusting Mukoku next to Karim Adeyemi as it should happen man Those two going bold like they will go bold for Germany with Giorena at the back. (laughs) With Giorena at the back.
1: (laughs) Yes. But I have a good segue for this. We've Mm. talked about Nogglesman, okay? Yes. We have talked about Brendan Rodgers probably needing to move off to. (laughs) Is it time or is it overdue to 100% say Allegri out? What did I say? What did I say? What? Allegri is
0: 100% out now. No doubt you lose to Monza. You don't win a game in September. What do you need to see, Juve fans? What do you need? Benfica embarrassed Juve in that second half. And big shout yes, out sir. to Antonio Silva that bossed, bossed next to Otamendi in that Champions League game and proved that there's there's a world-class player growing. In, in him, okay, I really believe in yeah. him, but going back to Juven, man, three players sent off, too. Like, no structure and no respect towards Allegri. I gotta say, man, you don't play the best way for Vlahovic. Vlahovic yes. is playing alone, attacking-wise. McKenny, I love him, he's a box-to-box midfielder. He's not the one creating those attacks. You need a no. Dybala-type player there, and he is missed big time. Big time. And Di Maria on the bench. On the bench. Obviously, he's going to be mad at Allegri. Not good.
1: Not well, good. Not just on the on the bench. He was the reason they essentially lost to Manza, because he was the one that got the red card. <laughs> he was ejected. Again, so discipline problems, yes. okay? Uh If you're telling me that there's not some indirect or even direct way For you to tell Mm. a boss, a manager, that you don't trust in them anymore, I can't (laughs) – discipline issues is one way to do it, right? That is four cards or something in the last two fixtures. (laughs) And here's what it comes down to. To add insult to injury, guess guess who was the best player on the pitch for Monza versus Juventus? The goalie. Well, yes. But (laughs) on the field, uh, as a field player, Nicolo Rovella, who mm. is on loan, like on that. loan. You ready for this? 20-year-old midfielder on loan from Juventus.
0: <laughs> like it's play Muretti with him.
1: Play Muretti with him. Trust me. Uh, it's, it's just, it's poetic. It, it really is. And, and if Allegri out is not already resounding all throughout Turin, it damn well should be because this man has lost his team. Okay? I am not sure how he has not lost the administration yet but he has lost his team and he has definitely lost the city of Turin and probably every, every Juventus fan out mm-hmm. there. But I'm going to take one step up here. Okay. Mm. Cause they're already out of the Scudetto race, in my opinion, even though it's not as bad, but and looking champions. at what you look like.
0: Right? Go through.
1: What's but- insane is a lot of people, including ourselves, we're looking at that transfer window and saying, they've got a lot of really good pieces here, but if you don't have a cohesive plan on how to put them all together, or you can't, you know, I don't know, keep them healthy, then who the hell cares? They can't. They they, they look uninspired. They look terrible
0: on the pitch. Like Kuluzewski out, Dybala out. You bring Di Maria in and aging Di Maria in. Like, what are your options, man? As Juventus, you should be with a world-class team, top to bottom. No doubt. With the salary cap they have, definitely they should be in contention. And we are going to see now this S- Serie A season, Milan and Napoli competing because Inter and Juve ain't going bold. And the only way I could see Juve saving their season and might win the Serie A is if they get Sucho straight off the bat this month. Something has yeah. to happen immediately. That's interesting. And I don't see it. I just don't feel it. Okay, but well, we shouted it out two weeks ago for Tucho to Juve. So this is not just now.
1: This not, This is not just now. I
0: <laughs> <and, laughs> love and, it.
1: And Juve, Juve has to pull the trigger on this. Why? Exactly. Because the next thing I'm going to say, like, saying Allegri out is not bold necessarily right now. Mm-hmm. The next thing I'm going to say is bold. Mm. Inzaghi out. Too okay inter Milan have already conceded 11 goals their defense really does not look good okay yeah, their attack way. does not look good uh all the things I said about them with Lukaku back being able to really <laughs> kind of mount a uh, return to the 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 top of La Liga or to the top of La Liga oh. to the top of Serie A uh to the to winning the Scudetto again away from their intercity rivals uh, I am obviously starting to see cracks in that long term, and I believe it starts with Inzaghi. Mm-hmm. Okay, I so agree. if you see somebody like Thomas Tuchel out there, hmm. and you know Juve is likely going to be going and contacting him if they have not already.
0: Yes, I think I so. would be
1: on the phone with him as well.
0: And the style of play, okay. like with three three yeah. players at the back, just makes total sense for Tuchel yeah. to go to Inter or Juventus. Like the players they have. Like, I felt sorry watching Bremer say this is such a good center-back. Now, going to Juve, he doesn't deserve this level of play. He just doesn't. Befica bossed them. Bossed them. And I am sure Enzo, David Neres, Antonio Silva, all these players play against PSG. They're gonna leave, okay? In next transfer windows. If they go bold like they did against Juvinch. Another game like that, impressing? I can't see them staying. And they're so young still, man. And shout out to Enzo Fernandez. Deserves to get that Argentina call-up. Deserves it 100%. And he's balling out one of the best young midfielders in Europe. 100%. Enzo Fernandez. Mm. Might be the best midfielder in in
1: Primera Liga right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, you asked me one player that I've been crowing about for the last few years before Mm. they got big. Enzo Fernandez is one that True. I have just been immensely – he was so fun to watch for River, but he was always upstarted, right? He was always, always – uh, it was always Julian Alvarez's party, it, and Enzo would just happen to be there. Enzo was the heartbeat of River. <laughs> exactly. He was the heartbeat of River. Very yeah. aggressive. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. He's a perfect fit for Benfica. We, you said it right when he was signed – right when you 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 watch him and you just say he is a perfect fit for Benfica. I, I, ben. I knew it
0: i knew i knew Schwinch was going to going to going to go with, against benfica
1: i just knew it
0: yeah. Be, there's tape on it there's tape on it community so trust the process with the portuguese teams and we know south american football i was quite surprised Alvarez going to city straight away that like in the past he would have gotten a landing stop in portugal and then Go to the Premier League, like we yeah. saw with Lisandro Lopez, Lucha Gonzalez, many, many Argentinian talents in Di Maria <laughs> in the past. Caetan, yeah. Saviola, so Saviola, no, he came afterwards, but a lot, a lot. Otamendi, that's the player I was yeah. trying to get. Yeah, but, well, yeah. I,
1: I, I bet you, I bet you Porto is wishing they got that injection of Julian Alvarez oh, or uh, oh. one of these South American, because dude. If there's somebody that we have not given enough credit to Bruce, for that right? midweek win, it is Club Bruce. Okay. And it is it is the terror that they are on. Like this is this is a team that mm-hmm. kind of went Nottingham Forest. They, they, <laughs> they, 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 like, they signed a lot of new players. True. But every one of those players that has come in, Andreas Skovolson, uh Feran Jutla, mm-hmm. um, every one of those players Underrated. has turned out Kamal Sowa, who has been there but has been in and out. It's it's just really impressive, and to do what they did at the Estadio de, de Dragao. Tell me if I got that. <laughs> Dragao, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. To do what they did there, mm-hmm. uh, and to see a 17-year-old become the second youngest Nusa. goal scorer ever in Champions League history in the form of Antonio Nusa. Ooh. Another part of Norway's incredibly bright future. Um, it, it was. I'm sorry that it had to be done at Porto's expense. But Club Rouge deserves a little bit uh, more love for mm-hmm. what is going on there. And I am going to watch it. I am excited about it. And it is just another reason why, you know, it, it's, you the Premier be, Leagues are fun. I, I, yeah, the I, Premier I, Leagues are fun. <laughs> but, like, these are the leagues, man. Yes. Club Rouge, yes. every one of these players is likely going to be playing somewhere else next season.
0: I agree. I agree. <laughs> and what I got to say, too, on that is, like, these are players that could have gone. To Porto. Scott no. Olsen could have left Copenhagen and went to Porto instead of Club Bruges. Ferran could have left Barca instead of Bruges, go to Porto. So this shows yeah. immense scouting ability and decision making from Club Bruges and big, big respect on getting a difficult win no Stadio de Dregal, as you said, and Nusa. <laughs> The yeah. future is bright with Erling Haaland being supplied and guard next to him. I yeah. just, zoosh, man. But yes, people, tell us down below more teams, more underrated teams that we should mention on Pod like Club Bruges. We want to know your thoughts. Maccabi Haifa. They could have went. They could have gone bold against PSG, man. Like they started well, man. And I just want to say a quick stab with PSG. Mbappe hasn't given an assist to Neymar in. Five months. Five months he's been supplied non-stop by Messi and Neymar Mbappe, okay? Start passing the ball, man! You're gonna get the Ballon d'Or if you win! The World Cup, but Neymar has a chance, and you know it too. So I just wanted to say that.
1: <laughs> little, little do uh, every one of our our listeners know, but Alex is actually auditioning to become the executive producer of a new reality show: Neymar, Tidding, Mbappe versus Neymar. Uh, I, I, but I, I, of course, of course, there's something brewing there. But I, I am a hundred percent in the conspiracy theory. Uh, area where i honestly think it's all on purpose nah, i nah, think nah, it's nah. to create more clout because otherwise it's just quotes uh air quotes around psg is in the farmers league they're gonna win they're gonna do this blah <laughs> blah blah. but you put it the best in last week's podcast mm. it is it's a war of Ballon d'Or door contenders yeah that's what it is and they all happen to play for the same team <laughs> right yeah and it is brilliant and i think if you just frame everything around that then maybe you get a little more of an understanding around why the three of them, they're so ridiculously talented that they'll score a bazillion goals against, I don't know, Mm. I can't even think of a team right now. Uh, Maybe uh, Leon. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, but in the end, they're, they're professionals and they're going to get it done. Unless They have to, they know. have to, they
0: have to get yeah. it done, but yes, the Ballon d'Or race. We can, we go, we can go to another player that I believe is definitely having Ballon d'Or numbers. And he left, mm. we mentioned Bayern Munich. We got to say, Barca talk right here with Xavi Ball. I know it didn't go the best midweek against Bayern, but I fully expect Again, Barca to win in Camp now And start Balde in that game. Because against Mallorca, he had two assists. And Alejandro Balde is playing with intent. And I want to give a huge shout-out to the undeniable, undeniable, substantial rise of value of the Barca squad. And the reason why it's happening is because of Xavi, that knows how to play Dembele to his strengths, Pedri to his strengths, and an Alejandro Balde to his strengths. I fully expect Champions League contention to be real, and I do think they will end up first. Because, because if you listen to our podcast on a weekly basis, you know Barca plays their best football when they have Frankie with Pedri in Midfield, those two have to start together, and they gotta go bold against Kimish at Bayern Munich. And last shout out to Lewandowski: eight games, eleven goals, two assists. Ballon d'Or numbers coming, and forty goals, hundred percent this season. Lewandowski's gonna get top goal scorer in La Liga, and in the Champions League, he's number one right now. Okay, against Erling Haaland. So let's
1: keep going. Let's keep on going keep on going it's, it's a it's a nice nice start to things um but i do have to say mm. all the bad negative stuff that came out oh. where uh, <laughs> where i don't even want to say the guy's name bravo somebody whatever where he threw right. out some racist comments whatever talking about Vinicius junior and and how he celebrates his goals who the hell cares embarrassing who the man. hell cares how he celebrates and for you to, whatever. We're not even going to bring it up. You can go find it. We don't yeah. need to, to hash it out. Buy Vinicius Jr. Buy Jr. Do what yes, you got to yes. do, man. Be yourself, Be man. Sure. Be yourself. But this, man. Is, this is what I'm going to tell racism, you right now. Man.
0: That's racism. It's, it's, it it's, is racism. But
1: this is what I'm going to tell you. This is also fuel for this man, for Vinicius yes. Jr. Okay. Really? This is also fuel for this man. And and this is not going to break him in, in any way, shape, or form. As you saw his response, it was very measured. It was very level-headed. It didn't have to be level-headed. I think True. we all could have gone straight whatever punk on this guy. But ultimately, this guy knows that this, you know, Vinicius knows that this is what is going to fuel him. I don't think, I, I, I think, you know, this is a Real Madrid That is going. There's not a handing of the torch just yet. It's Mm -hmm. not Benzema to Vinicius 100%. But Vinicius is definitely taking on more of a, I'm going to get stuff done myself this season. And I think either you or I had expected. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did not expect him to be that guy. We all thought it was Benzema in support of Vinicius, making him look a whole lot better than he actually is. Vinicius is ready. And I think that is going to obviously make for one hell of a phenomenal La Liga race uh, between (laughs) Lewandowski and between Vinicius, who is pretty much keeping them Ah, Lewandowski's gonna base. be the top scorer, man. Maybe okay. top goal involvements,
0: Vinicius. I'd, I'd give you that. Okay. I'd give you okay. that. But what I gotta okay. say on that, Vinicius Jr., is like, he, yeah. he celebrates the way he wants, Vinicius. Baila, do what you gotta do. And for me, that is straight up haters, okay? That do not want to see a black man succeeding like we saw in the past, like Neymar at Barcelona. The amounts of hate on and off the pitch they get is it's just embarrassing, okay? And La Liga, this isn't the good marketing you need. Vinicius Jr. is living the dream of any football player, okay? He's at Real Madrid, <laughs> the winger spot that used to be of a Ronaldo, okay? So, Vinicius, keep going bold and being brabu, like Brazilian people say. And I just want to go back, back to Barca, <laughs> on the winger spot and just say... I love what Xavi's doing, too, with Fatih. He's not overstepping him with minutes, and he's taking everything step by step. Fatih's recovery will be done the right way, and I fully expect Enzo Fatih in January and February to be talked as a world-class player, even at a young age that he has, because we know the levels he can be injury-free, Fatih. So Fatih, Lewandowski, and then, believe in January, February. That's gonna be the attack that can get Barca that Champions League win. That I believe it can happen, man. Lewandowski, please, man, please, man, just get it right. Just get just it right. And then, Totally not there yet. Totally not there
1: yet. But, but uh yes, they, they, uh, they are. They are. But, they are. But Fati. But Fati. Uh, they are. Enrique. Did, did Enrique? <laughs> did Enrique call Fati up? Uh, I don't think that he did, but good for him. Okay. L- leave, him probably, leave him stay. Leave him stay. That also probably means he's not going to the World Cup.
0: Ah, he will. He will go. He will go. He will fight. Does Spain need him for the World Cup? Because that Spain attack without Fatih, that's like they lose salt on food, man. <laughs> it's
1: yeah, like, it's, but I mean, leave, leaving him behind as Morata. a young player, leaving him behind, you would think in that one period of time that you can ingratiate everybody, bring everybody in together mm. uh, before the World Cup starts. I don't know. That's a little little suspect to me. Uh, could be because maybe maybe Barcelona maybe Xabi asked him not to call him up. Could, I don't know. Could happen. Uh, that so could be I, the case. I guess. Yeah. There, there's definitely good good um, morale uh, for sure in, in the Barca camp. Uh, and uh, the only thing I'm going to counter to that, even though it, you will not talk about Real Madrid, so I have to. Okay. Ah! I'm just kidding. Uh, th- there are other there are other players that have been stepping up, and True. namely Rodrigo. Rodrigo mm. has to, is he on Sufati level? No. Is he, <laughs> uh, you know, any of those, well, any of those guys, or any of the young guys over at Barca? No. But is he definitely, um, starting to really turn into something for Real Madrid, maybe a little later than they would have liked him to, <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Still. I really do think he is. He scored some very vital goals for them so far this season. <laughs> and so. those
0: two goals, man, in the Champions League. Those two goals are worth that transfer from oh, yeah. to man. Oh, my it. days. And what I got to say, it. too, about, like, Yell, it's underrated how good Courtois is, too, man. Like, the fact that Real <laughs> Madrid don't need to think about that goalkeeper spot for years to come, and now Éder Milito... Rudiger B and Alaba being the bodyguards of EDC junior and anything goes bad that is underrated and to be fair yeah. like Kos, Modric, Casemiro, Valverde, Choumeni, Kamavinga, the midfield replacement is done the rebuild is gonna happen the Galactico mm-hmm. rebuild so the management of the pitch by Florentino Perez is Galactico way too. So yeah, I I, I got a lot of praise for Real, But I don't praise the fact that they didn't get a backup striker. I still would have no. got that. <laughs> I would have got yeah. that sorted, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I could see that Pedro Pojo going there
0: in the future for that, that right back spot. I could see that happening. Maybe. Just yeah. putting it out there. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> looks like because we are filming this obviously before yes. before the Madrid Derby. Uh and it looks like Rodrigo will get the spot up top. Ah. Um, so obviously this is Real's biggest test of the season That's so far. And they're doing it or they're doing it without Benzema. So we're gonna find out a lot of answers to any of the questions we had about mm-hmm. Real Madrid, uh from here on out. But uh again. Staying in La Liga, the last mm-hmm. thing I have to throw out there. Yes. Um. Over at Athletic Bilbao, um, there are two brothers. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's the older brother that still has not missed a La Liga game. <laughs> there is, uh, or at least in what? How many years? Six years? <laughs> Five years? Something like that. And then there's the younger games. brother. Mm-hmm. There's the younger brother uh, who also shares a name, right? Nico Williams shares a name uh, with a new Nottingham Baller. Forest fullback. Um, and I just have to say <laughs> that for the first time in their career. For the first time in their career, they scored in the same match. Um... Nico and Anaki Williams have finally gotten it done. They have scored in the same match. I'm not even entirely sure that that was a goal of theirs, but they absolutely did it, and they got the win for Bill Bow, who's actually off to a really good start this season. Um, so I had to shout out our two favorite brothers um, in the podcast. Yes. And they're gonna go bold for Ghana. They're gonna go
0: bold. <laughs> I love they those two, man. And I I got my last shout out is for the listeners. It's something uh I was quite surprisingly uh happened. And that was Todibo managed to do the impossible and got a red card in nine <laughs> nine seconds, people. Okay, and he broke the record of the player with the fastest sense off in the history of Liga, Todibo. Nine seconds, like what? Yes. And I thought his worst part of his career was at Benfica, man. What is happening to this player at
1: centre back? What the promise it, he had, like at Barca? Oh! I mean, come on, that—that that is one way to go down in history. It's—it's—it's it's, <laughs> it's not the way I would take, but it is one way to go down in history. Uh, <laughs> what, a the what a way to go off! What a way to go off! Oh man, well, it's it, there is a lot to be said for that man's career and i i i he was he's so talented still he's still young too true true um, and like
0: he's tall he's strong good football IQ on ball off ball is where i judge with thadibo but yes people huh. tell us down below what did we miss in episode 73 what are the topics you want to see in this podcast do you want to yep. see a, a start bench cell coming back to the pod? Tell us the segments you want to see and go bold in the comment section like you are going bold listening to us until now. Thank you for listening to episode 73. And thank you for going bold on a weekly basis with us, FC Wonder Kid community. Thank you. <laughs>